home comes with a lot of to-dos. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, plumbers, whatever type of home pro you need. And HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. And because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Good afternoon. Chuck Moore speaks Monday through Friday, 10 till noon, right here at the USA Network and Affiliates. You're welcome to join the program. 844 439 1391. 844-439-1391. With less than 24 hours to go before the polls open nationally for the midterm election, we're obviously talking politics here. We're joined by Anthony Shanella, who is the editor of Patch.com in New Hampshire. Anthony is a longtime political pundit and an analyst. He's a former candidate for mayor of the city of Boston, former congressional candidate. Tony, how are you? I'm great, Chuck. How are you? Good. Good, Good. to hear Thanks from you. Thanks for having me on. You're right up there in the epicenter in New Hampshire, which is the state that could really decide nationally whether or not the U.S. Senate is going to uh, go Republican. Let's talk first about that race. Um, sure. How's Scott doing? Boy, you know, it's really hard to tell. And um, I, I I don't even know if I would waste a penny voting a penny uh, bet with anybody on it. <laughs> it, it really mm, is. Um, the polls have tightened, as they always do. And the, the, the key is really going to be whether or not Republican activists who are uh, liberty-oriented, who are, are, are part of the Tea Party, and the, the, the Second Amendment advocates, whether or not they sit on their hands, allow and not vote for Scott Brown, allow Gene Shaheen to win, or if they hold their noses and vote for Scott Brown. So, and, and that is a complete unknown. Uh, I know a lot of, as you, as you can probably know, you too have a lot of friends in, in the political world from all different spectrums when you work in the media, and it's all right. over the place. It's all over the place, and, and that really is the, the key to Scott Brown, win, Scott Brown winning. And you just don't know, rolling the dice, with what those folks are going to do. The other, the other component— You know, it's a, it's, it's just, okay, if I could just interrupt, it's, in, it's interesting to note that there are a lot of people, as you say, Tea Party types, uh, people who are supporters of Bob Smith, 
who actually are, are, are not, you know, according to polls, they're not supporting Scott Brown, um, which is to say that they're supporting Gene Shaheen. Um, and uh, I don't know if this is a New Hampshire phenomenon or if it's national. Well, here's the other thing, too. You know, one of the weird things about New Hampshire, it's not really weird. It's actually a good thing. We, you know, we have, we have Democrats who won't, you know, let go of their Bibles and guns up here, you know. So it's, right, not, just right. a, it's not just a Republican thing. This is an important issue. People, people need to eat, to hunt. They don't want to be told what to do in their homes. And we have open carry as well here, meaning you can go into nearly any public place or walk down the street. And so long as your gun is not covered by your shirt, you're okay. So that's, that, that, that's how we live up here. And when you look, right. one of the things that was highlighted in the, in, in the primary that Brown won by a, by a two to one margin against, uh, against both, uh, both uh, Bob Smith, former senator and, the, and former state senator Jim Rubin, who, by the way, combined still wouldn't, you know, Brown got 51 percent. So he still would have won even sure. if all of the conservatives had, had joined Smith or Rubens, right? But here's the thing. Sure. As was highlighted, Scott Brown's running around the state saying, you know, Gene Shaheen votes with the president 99 percent of the time. Well, you know what? In his last term in 2012, he voted with the president 70 percent of the time on the, on the issues that the president was sure. supporting and backing. So that's the kind of dynamic that we're seeing here. And uh, the other point, too, and I know that you, from, from reading your blog and, uh, and watching, you watch a lot of foreign, of foreign affairs stuff uh, on, on your program and in your writing, Top Brown has really hit on the national security issue and, and the terrorism issue. And I have to tell you, on the ground here, there are very few people who are talking about ISIS. Yes, we were horrified, horrified when James Foley was beheaded, a local journalist uh, who was doing great work, great guerrilla journalism overseas, a hero to all of us, right, in the media. But, right, sure. but when push mm-hmm. comes to shove and you talk to voters and you have conversations at the pub and, and you talk to people in grocery lines, they're not really worried about a lot of those things. Those things are over there. They are worried about illegal immigration because they know that illegals are getting hired for jobs up here in New Hampshire, picking apples and washing dishes, and teenagers aren't doing those jobs. But most of the things I hear about people are about losing their freedom with the federal government spying on them and potentially rounding up their weapons. And on the other side, it's all boilerplate economic issues. Am I going to be able to pay the mortgage? Sure. Am I going to be have my car repossessed? How do I deal with food prices that are going up and up and up every year? I mean, and every month. Um, those are what people are. That's what people are talking about. And Scott Brown really has missed an opportunity to provide people with information about what he's actually going to do to help people economically if he's elected. Well, I mean, I, I think for one thing, he's talked about not raising taxes, and he's done. They've spent a lot of money, both Scott's campaign and all of the, uh, you know, the kind of the soft money. Uh, talking about how Gene Chain's voting for all, voting for the tax increases, they've tied her over with um, with Shea Porter, who's a big tax increaser. Um, yep. The issue of guns. I mean, I think that the the the, the state in this union that has the most um, highest number of gun owners per capita is actually Vermont, which of course right. is also one of the most liberal states. So it's that's an issue that is not, as you say, I mean, it's not necessarily a conservative liberal issue. 
uh, you know, I mean, California is a big pro-gun state, also votes very uh, liberal. So uh, I don't know. Does Scott uh, is he so is he a, a, associated as a supporter of the Second Amendment? Or what about Gene Shaheen? Where do they fall well, on that issue? Well, Gene Shaheen's terrible on the issue. Uh, or if you, depending on how you look at it, if you're if you're a great gun control supporter, you think she's great. Um, Scott Brown has uh, has um, uh, is on record that he would support uh, an assault weapon ban. And again, assault weapon is not is a misnomer because. Uh, you know, it depends on what your definition of an assault weapon is. If you're in Connecticut or you're part of Bloomberg's group, uh, a police issue Glock nine millimeter with a, with a with a cartridge full of twelve or fifteen bullets is an assault weapon. So you know, it's all over. You know, the definitions are all over the place. But he has tried to make inroads with with those people, and they just don't trust him on it. And he will win or lose whether or not those people have come out and vote and in, 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 in a bad way, say, hold their nose and vote for him. Um, right. I don't mm-hmm. honestly know. I don't honestly know. I don't honestly know what they're going to do. People make up their minds at the last well, you, minute. It, I know that uh, Shaheen is spending a fortune right now with very, very negative ads against Scott Brown. Now, the, one of the issues that's come up with Gene Shaheen, and I don't know if this has made any, any headway in New Hampshire or if even people know about it, is that uh, the, um, uh, what are they called? It's, it's the conservative version of the ACLU, um, the, the, what's his face, uh, Sakalo's group. The American, um, uh, they have, a, yeah, they, they the filed American a Freedom of Information Act. Yep. Yep. That's right. And, and they got information that indicates that uh, Gene Shaheen and also Carol Shea Porter both had requested that the IRS go after certain conservative groups. They had been communicated with Lois Lerner. Uh, what's her name? Lois Lerner. Lois Lerner, you know, yeah. This, this kind of, yeah, I mean, I don't know if people in New Hampshire care about that or if they even know about that. You know, this is definitely a conservative issue. It should be an issue for everyone because do we really want to have an IRS that's political and that's basically – uh, squelching free speech and, uh, you know, involved in harassing citizens who are against the regime. But yep. but either way, I mean, has that issue uh, p- bubbled up to the surface at all? It has a little bit. It's the American Center for Law and Justice that um, actually has right. filed a law- lawsuit uh, last week about it. And, and, and But the problem with this is, and, and I agree with you completely, these de- federal departments should be completely off limits of all of yeah. all political stuff. You know, the Commerce Department should not be doctoring things to make the whatever the current administration is look better than it than it actually is. And we know that depending on, and it's the same on state levels too. Depending on who the head of these departments is and how they've been hired. There, there are all kinds of ways of tweaking data and information and and using. Uh, using these departments to go after enemies. I mean, this is a historic thing, not on the sure. level of the IRS allegations uh, that that that. Um, uh, and I happened to talk to the head of the um, the oversight committee when he was up here campaigning for Republicans, um, Daryl Isis about that. Uh, about that, and, um, mm-hmm. and some of the other things when he was uh, he was on a swing earlier this year here in New Hampshire. But the the there's the evidence. I mean, there's an email. You know, there's an email. And depending on how you look at the the way Shaheen wrote the letter, 
It can be looked at targeting these organizations, or it can be looked at are are you going to look into whether or not there's proper tracking of the fun, of money, how it's funded, and things like that. So it really can – my rambling point is I don't necessarily know how much traction that's going to have, A, because it's been historically done how the federal government flips either way, and B, the this really comes down to – we haven't really figured out what we're going to do with these super PACs and these these 501c4s and how we're going to set them up and whether or not this is soft money, whether or not this is legitimate walking around money, or whether or not this is legitimate educational purposes. And that's the pro- that's the problem we really haven't grappled with. Well, Tony, uh, Tony, I think that the problem with that is that uh, it was specifically applied to conservative, Republican, Tea Party groups. I mean, all of the groups right. across the board. Uh, need to answer that question. I mean, that's a matter exactly. of public policy, but uh, yeah. but this was more of a targeting of groups, uh, especially after the 2010 election. Uh, right. Tony, I want to turn so our attention just, to the national election. This. No, please no, go ahead. Just, let me just say this, Chuck. And this is what's important. It, 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 Republicans have done the same thing. Republicans have said, "Hey, I'm getting beat up by you know whatever union. Can you look into that?" We had a situation here where. Maggie Hassan's campaign had accepted uh, union donations. She's the governor here, running for re-election. We right. had, our our campaign finance laws are different. You can you can accept all kinds of different money of all kinds of different amounts until you officially declare. Well, she was accepting amounts up until, and then a few hours after she declared, she was still accepting don- these big donations and had to give had to refund them. So. Here's the other thing is is that we had a local guy in 2002 who got caught, a Republican guy who got caught um, uh, 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 jamming the the phone phone lines of the fire department. You know, again, it was a dirty trick kind of uh-huh. thing. So, so here, so well, that's we, that's a crime. I mean, yeah. And he was charged and, and and convicted as well. And and he's not a bad guy either. He's actually a pretty he's a pretty nice guy personally. But here's the thing. So this is where the Shaheen fits into it. You know, if she's tar- ideally, she should have been targeting every organization. Hey, IRS, you really need to look at all of these things because we don't know how they're handling their money, what they're doing, whether or not it's legal, whether or not it's being reported properly, and in their compliance. And also, so the public really kind of should know this stuff. So the the the, the mistake she made was saying these Tea Party organizations and 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 uh, well, that's you know, right, right yeah, wing, that's, and that because ideally that's right. Well, that's the question. I mean, that's just what I said. No, but that's just what I said. The problem was conservatives who targeted, who uh, right. were, uh, disagreed with the regime. We'll be right back. We're going to take a brief break. Tony Schnell is my guest. We'll be right back. Kid, when guys like us walk into a facility in the morning, we can smell a problem. No one needs to hand us a work order. We already know it. Today, for instance, we need a new gearbox, six globe valves, and a dozen ballasts. And when I smell a problem, Granger smells that I smell a problem. They help me keep this place up and running. Now that's the kind of smell I like. The sweet smell of success. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Today, most people are more likely to get a pay cut than a cost of living raise. But I have good news for you. 
you can build your own golden parachute. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, and I think you'll find that the three-step plan home business system is a great solution to money worries. With a three-step plan home business, you can add to your income in your spare time. Many build their businesses into a full-time income that earns more than a regular job. That's a pretty good financial backup plan, don't you think? After all these years of hearing about us, you know that we have helped a lot of people earn extra money we could help you too. The three-step plan home business system is better than a parachute because we'll never leave you out there hanging. We'll train you and show you how to use the telephone and email to make money from home. Don't just worry about money. Do something about it. To find out how you could start making more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to begin? Do you fear your job is in jeopardy, or is your business income reduction keeping you awake at night? We're in the best time in 25 years to make a fortune in real estate without using your money or credit. My name is Ron Legrand, and I've taught a half a million people to do just that and personally bought hundreds of houses myself. If you'll call 800-970-6156, 24 hours, and leave your information, I'll send you the first 500 callers my hot new CD, Foreclosure Fortunes, and my best-selling book to help you get started absolutely free. I'll show you how to build a six-figure income part-time with no previous experience and no license, even if you're a busy professional. Call 800-970-6156, 24 hours, and get my new book and CD free. That's 800-970-6156. Take your life back and make this your best year ever. Call 800-970-6156 now. Hi, I'm Joan London, and if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. Mm -hmm. They found me a place for what she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call a place for mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800-469-7591, 800-469-7591. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the bathroom, whatever your home improvement need, Home Advisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area. HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. You can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much, Anthony Chanel is my guest. He's the editor at Patch.com up in Concord, New Hampshire. A longtime political analyst, candidate for office. Uh, Tony, I want to switch your attention to the national race. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic from my perspective that the Republicans are going to take back the U.S. Senate and that they're going to increase their margin in the House 
possibly to historic numbers. Possibly there'll be more Republicans in the House uh, if they pull off several close races than there have been since the 1920s. Um, if this election goes that way, there are several governor's offices that are now in contention, including right here in good old Massachusetts, where it looks like Charlie Baker very well may win. I'm not. I'm cautiously optimistic there because I know what he's up against. Um, yeah. And uh, I think that it would be a much more solid victory, in my opinion, for Republicans if if there were not some dirty tricks going on, possibly, with Democrats oh. around voter fraud. Now, maybe I'm putting my tin hat on here, Tony. <laughs> no, but uh, what no, the heck? You know what? No, at some point I hope and pray that I will have the time to put together what will eventually be an exhaustive um, uh, expose into into voter fraud because it it isn't as big a problem as we suspect it to be, but it is a problem, and it's been documented. It's been documented. And, and, and here's why it isn't as big a problem, in my opinion, as we think it may be. It's because it's very, very difficult to, to, to do. It's very difficult to prove. It's very easy to hide. And it's done by both sides. And that's the thing that we don't want to acknowledge. Because here's the thing. Republicans say the Democrats steal these races. The Democrats say this isn't a problem. Well, we know that Republicans have, have, have stolen races. Because there have been stories about it. Miami Beach, uh, the, the, the mayor of Miami Beach, uh, gosh, six years ago, maybe seven years ago, uh, was caught up in, a, in, in an absentee vote scam uh, fraud where uh, she, had, um, she and some of her campaign workers had filed uh, absentee voter ballots for her uh, in, in, in the names of people who were dead, were dying, couldn't do it. And they only got tripped up because uh, people started wanting to fill out their ballots and, and found that their ballots were already taken. And so, so that was mm -hmm. done by a Republican in, in South Florida. So you can't why, – why the Democrats continue to say it's not a problem when they know it's a problem because it's been done on all kinds of levels is very suspect. And I had a lot of discussions with people about this on both sides of the aisle, and I go, look. I've been watching vote fraud now for a quarter century. I'm 50, uh, almost 50. And I've seen, it, I've seen it myself. You recall the stories in the 1990s that Channel 7 did in Boston where the Saltonstall building, a federal building that no one lives in, had 68 people registered to vote in it. They were voting right. these people. Mm -hmm. So you can't say it doesn't happen. It does. We know it does. It's all out there. The problem is, in order for it to really, in order for it to really affect the result, it needs to it it needs to be done on a very large scale and very quietly, and that's very difficult to organize. It can be done. So my hope is that someday uh, I'll be able to put together what I've seen over all these times, being on radio and working in media, because it is a problem. It does happen, and we're not doing anything right. to prevent it. You know, uh, Tony, you might want to interview uh, John Fund at the Wall Street Journal about that. I've interviewed him. He's a real expert on the topic. And yeah, his book uh, is no great. doubt it had, yeah, no, no doubt Republicans are involved in it. Um, I think that's more of an exception, however. I would argue that it's much more systemic with Democrats, which is why they refuse to discuss it. The 2012 election was a good example of it. 
where you had precincts in some of the swing states, like in uh, Ohio and Michigan and Missouri and Pennsylvania and the big cities that had 98, 99% vote for Obama. I think there was a couple that right. had 105%. <laughs> right. I mean, so that, that's uh, Rush, Lim- Rush Limbaugh was vote. right when, yeah. Philadelphia had precincts that were 98, 99% for Obama and zero votes for, for Romney. When we all know yeah, that. I mean, is that if, that's fraud. We all know in urban that's areas, obvious there fraud. Are, there are African American conservatives. There are African American conservatives of in, in, now, in, look, in Tony, that's. It's obvious. That's obvious fraud. Anything over eighty percent is already suspicious. I mean, right. that's. I think Rush Limbaugh had it right the next day when he said that Saddam Hussein didn't get that kind of a vote. I mean, right. look, and these were in swing states. So right. I feel that it's much more systemic with Democrats in corrupt counties. Now I've done an interview with a state senator and a couple of other people in Colorado. This is the first year that they're doing mail-in ballots, and that is right. an absolute recipe for fraud. They've sent out over millions of mail-in ballots. There's no way of confirming who is sending that back. And the Democrats have these so-called harvesters out there gathering them up. I'm just saying it's a much much bigger problem. That's why the Democrats are stuck. But a real life story from Trinity Debt Management. When our daughter Emma was born, we took a look at our credit card debt. It was not a good situation. We had been running up balances for quite some time, and it became a crisis. Finally, my wife Vicki said, Call Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1 800 793 8752 to talk to a certified counselor. We called them, they contacted all of our creditors, they stopped the collections calls, they got the interest reduced, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consider. Consolidate your bills, stop collections calls, wipe out late fees, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. We are now completely debt-free, and we will never be in the spot we were again, thanks to Trinity. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-793-8752. My name is John. I'm Vicki. And I'm Emma. And, and we're, we're debt-free debt for keeps. That's 1-800-793-8752. Okay, so you own a business and cash is tight. So what do you do when you need funds? Go to a bank? (laughs) Yeah, right. Waste a lot of time, send tons of paperwork only to find out you need to personally guarantee your home, firstborn, and everything in between. Or you can just call the Business Funding Group. Yeah, it's fast and simple with a 95% approval rate and cash for any business purpose. Equipment, inventory, expansion, cash flow, payroll. Grab a pen or put this number in your cell phone, but call 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. When you call, you'll find out how to quickly and easily get the cash you need, up to $1 million with no collateral, no app or upfront fees, and your credit rating is not a factor. Plus approvals in 12 hours and Funds in two to three days. Call the Business Funding Group at 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. This is by far the fastest and best business loan you can possibly get. Call 1-800-684-5434 now. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. My guest is Anthony Shanella, editor at Patch.com. We're talking the election nationally, which is uh, less than 24 hours away from now when the polls open tomorrow morning. Um, Tony, I, I am concerned about the voter fraud. I think in 2012 there were multiple cases of it, at least accused, 
but uh, not confirmed in Massachusetts, right. in Worcester, in Lawrence, in Lynn. I think that uh, Tessay uh, suffered from that. He's running again. Yeah. It's very, very close. Uh, what, what say you with regard to this issue? Do you think it's going to play a role this time? It always can play a role. And, and let me just caveat my comment from before the break as well. I, I'm going to disagree with you. Sure. In, in all of my – I've been compiling stories uh, about vote fraud since I first started using the Internet in the early 1990s. And, and to be totally honest, of those cases that have been proven, those cases that have been tried uh, and get to the point of conviction um, and, 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 and politicians being caught – it really is both sides of the aisle that, that who have been involved in, in various forms of vote fraud. That's just that's just fact. Now, now, take that and move on to the other things that that we were discussing. The the, the weird turnout in Philadelphia, where where uh, in one case Romney didn't receive a single vote in one of the precincts, and when we know that there are that there are African Americans who are who are moderate to conservative who would never vote for the president based on their ideals. Those things and suspicion of that kind of fraud, which obviously helps the president if it was if it if it happened and it and it could be proven, those are a little bit different than the actual cases that have been proven all over the place. Um, and 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 that is a that is a, a very difficult thing to get a hold on and a very difficult thing to expose. But we already know that that is not a realistic thing to have happened in that precinct. Uh, the previous turnout for other for for Bob Dole for for other other uh, Republicans who you would never believe in a million years would receive uh, lots of African American votes had shown that it, it had never been a hundred percent turnout for any Democrat. So the, that allows you to suspect that something weird happened there, but it isn't a proof of overall right. fraud. And 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 that's the thing. When we look at the cases that have been tried and proven, people have been arrested and or settled out of court or been convicted. They really do split down the middle. Whether or not they're going to happen this time around, it's completely unknown. But so long as you don't have simple things, and and this is where my liberal friends start to go off the rails, um, you need an identification to show to just show everything. Healthcare, checks, get your utility bill, everything. You need to have some form of identification to prove who you are on almost every transaction and thing you do in life. It really isn't that unreasonable to show who you are at a poll with, with all of these stakes, with the, with the important things, things that we do with our elections. Secondly, uh, domicile and where you live and whether you're a resident or not, is really important because of the way our system works. We have an electoral college and a presidential election. We have people who shouldn't be voting in one state and then are voting in other states. In 2008, during the Iowa caucuses, uh, I had firsthand information from Hillary Clinton caucus organizers that they believed that vote fraud occurred in the Iowa caucus for, for uh, then-Senator Obama where people were being bussed in from Illinois. I wrote about it on my blog. Uh, people were being bussed in from Illinois to vote in in 100% white uh, counties in Iowa that don't have any Hispanics or African Americans. And all of a sudden, these, these people were flooding into the caucuses. So 
that's where that's the where, where it's hard to prove because the you have to have hundreds of people to want to do this. And how do you get any of them to talk after they have? And um, give me one more second here. And, oh, we'll take it off. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll take a quick break. Okay, I want to back to Iowa. Quick break here. All right. Then. A Truth Talk defender, Chuck Morse is someone you really do want to know. Chuck hosts the radio talk show Chuck Morse Speaks, which is nationally syndicated. He's the author of books and numerous columns that have been published broadly. Chuck received the 2003 Communicator of the Year Award and was named a heavy 100 radio talk host by Talkers Magazine. When Chuck Morse speaks, people listen. The taking possession of this tiny holy land so that the, the Jew can serve God, not conquer the world. To hear Chuck live, go to irnusaradio.com. To hear Chuck with Deborah Ray on Truth Talk Beyond the Soundbite, visit the On Demand page at deborahray.us. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Month left over at the end of the money? Then you might want to consider a home-based business. On average, a home business household earns nearly twice as much money and you don't have to fight traffic. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? This is Andy Willoughby with the three-step plan home business system. Building a home business could help you get out of debt, improve your lifestyle, why, you might even be able to save some money for a change. For information, go to 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. There are thousands of people all over the nation using the 3-step plan to make money from home. Some are working for just a few extra dollars each month so they don't have to worry about money all the time. Others are building huge businesses that earn thousands upon thousands of dollars and are getting their share of the American dream. To find out how you could make more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. That's 800-480-2102. Taking back America one listener at a time. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much, and we're back. Anthony Chanel is with us, editor at Patch.com. Tony, continue. Well, listen, I'll, I'll wrap this up because I know you got a bunch of things you want to talk about, and we're running out of time here. But in Scott County in 2008, uh, there was a former uh, journalist who I know who was organizing that county. 
And uh, long story short, she was at the polls organizing the, the county for Hillary Clinton. And at the last minute, they had a, a flood of, vote, of voters come in, most, of, most who were African-American, in a, in, a, in a county that is 89% white, okay? Now, the, the result of the caucus was 137 votes for Obama, 55 for Clinton, and 47 for Edwards. Biden received 44. After the polling was and, – and this, is, this was a county that was a strong Hillary County. They had done polling. She had been out organizing it for months. She knew that the organizer knew what was going to happen in this county. Hillary was going to win it. Well, she didn't because of all these people that showed up at the last minute. She requested the sign-in log to be able to cross-reference the names of the people who, who had signed up to vote in that caucus. Not only was that denied of her, but the, it turned out that the county Democratic Party chairwoman was also Obama's chairwoman at the time for that county. She then went to the state uh, to, to the state to file a request to have the paperwork looked at, which was also rejected by uh, by the party because it's run by the party organizer. So she went to the state party to, to request that the list to be able to cross reference the list to see if those people actually lived in Scott County. That was also denied. So again, it. it it, it may have been sour grapes, but I know this woman. She was on the ground. She, I literally was writing about it on my blog in 2008. How many more of those counties in an, unre, in an unregulated environment were able to, to win the state for, for then-Senator Obama? And he won Iowa. It was a big deal that he won Iowa, and Edwards came in second that year. So you don't honestly know. The problem is even when you're trying to find out and get the data to prove the case, you can't get the information because certain people in certain areas don't want to actually show what happened. And that would hurt the Iowa caucus in, in, in taken seriously if all of a sudden they knew anybody could bust people in to do anything. So my rambling point is it happens, we need the data, and we need to be able to prove these things when we can. Okay, we'll be right back. Tony, go take another break here. Sorry about that. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. My guest is Anthony Chanella, editor at Patch.com. You know, Anthony, I mean, voter fraud has been going on for a long time, and we can look at the 1960 election. Uh, you know, there's no question that voter fraud in Chicago was probably responsible for electing Kennedy as president. 
Uh, yep. The 19th century used to have voting in bars where somebody would go in, they'd get them all liquored up, and then they'd bring them over and have them vote. So, I mean, yep. you know, you'd think that after two centuries, this public of ours could figure out a way to uh, reasonably ensure that we have the principle of one man, one vote in place. I know in Mexico you have to show up with a thumbprint. I don't think we should go that extreme. But, you know, there are, there are measures that could be taken. And it seems to me the reason I say that it's mostly a Democrat issue is because it's been the Democrats that have challenged uh, so-called, quote, reforms that have actually increased voter fraud and that have fought vigorously against simple ideas that would decrease it. I mean, it was right. none other than uh, Michigan governor, liberal Democrat Jennifer Grenholm, who first introduced the idea of a photo ID, a free ID to be given to voters after they show some basic proof of residence. Uh, and, and then they have this phony baloney group, this uh, William Brennan Institute, funded by George Soros, this turf group, show up and come up with these reports, these findings, that claim that uh, such things as photo IDs are discriminating against black men and women and that Republicans don't like black people. That's why they're advocating this, which is a complete lie. I mean, yeah, it's true that some, there's a tiny number of people who might have a problem getting a photo ID, who are citizens. And, and yeah, some of them might even be black. But the, the obvious fact of the matter is that this is a reasonable attempt, and that can be addressed, to, to just ensure that we preserve the integrity of one man, one vote, which is something that black people suffered to achieve, both in the, you know, getting over the Jim Crow and you know, the Civil Rights Amendment, and to have their votes watered down by fraud, we have a situation with a with a Washington Post, liberal Washington Post, has done a story that indicates that upwards of six percent of the vote in two thousand and eight, I think it was three percent in two thousand and twelve, were cast by illegal aliens. Uh, right. It was uh, James well, O'Keefe of, of Project have, Veritas. You even yeah. have um, uh, Bill Galvin, who is the Secretary of State in Massachusetts, well, when he was a state representative, was the one who filed the the ID bill in Massachusetts and the late great Jerry Williams called him the Prince of Darkness. So, I mean, this goes back and he's a Democrat, by the way, and this is, and he's now a statewide office holder has been for, for decades now. Uh, this goes back for quite a while now where Democrats used to be out in front of this because they were worried about their elections being stolen uh, by Republicans. So why I, I agree with you, I don't understand why, why the Democrats don't want to ensure that the result is actually what it is. And, and it, it could lead some people to presume, like you just said, that they know more uh, than the rest of us do about fraud. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to necessarily believe that they, but believe that they're, because again, I come back to, it's very hard to do, but as I've also said in the last segment, we have anecdotal evidence of, funky things going on all over the place so it just seems reasonable to have to have a uh, to have a checks and balances to make sure that people who are voting are actually the people who they are and live where they are supposed to live okay tony we're reaching toward the end of the program so i would like you to just give us a, a an overview of what you expect to occur and happen tomorrow or wednesday morning when we wake up and Who's going to be elected, and how do you think it's going to look? I don't honestly know. I think that the safe bet tells you that there is going to be a a small 
I think I don't think that Republican victories are going to be as big as everybody thinks they are going to be. I think they are going to lose some gubernatorial seats here and there. I but uh, and I think I think Florida is one example of where, of, of where I think Charlie Crist is going to win. Um, but I think they take back the Senate by maybe one vote. Uh, I think that they're still uh, controlling the House as well. And that's going to do to the president, if he's smart in his last two years, what Bill, what it did to Bill Clinton in 95 when, uh, when Newt Gingrich swept into power. And that means that you come to the table and you sit down and you create some bipartisan bills. Now, I'm going to caveat that with a personal note. I don't necessarily know if that's the best thing for the nation, because if we look at some of the things that Clinton and Gingrich worked on, some of them were really good. Some of them were re- like GATT and WTO were very bad. So I, I think that well, that's that what, actually I think that's, W. I think that's what Anthony, we're going to see. I think this week. I think your timing on the WTO might be a little off because I believe that happened before Gingrich was uh, the the Republic. I think that was when the uh, it was a Democrat Congress. I could be wrong, but but I, I think that's what happened. As far as governing uh, more conservatively, I don't think Obama is going to do that. But we got one more break here. We'll be right back. attention to the small things kid small things matter small problems become big problems take a transformer rain leaks into a transformer insulation system breaks down insulation system breaks down copper windings overheat copper windings overheat transformer blows transformer blows facility goes dark facility goes dark kid you don't want to know what happens next that's why i use granger granger helps keep small problems from turning into big problems get it got it good call click granger.com or stop by granger for the ones who get it done Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the bathroom. Whatever your home improvement need, Home Advisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area. Home Advisor is absolutely free to use. You can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. Chuck Morse speaks. Okay, we are back. Tony Chanel is my guest from Patch.com. Tony, we only have a few minutes left here, so why don't you let my listeners know where they could read your articles, where they could get more information about you and your work. Oh, sure. If if they're interested in some of my uh, personal previous writing uh, about some of the issues that we've discussed, it's politizine.com, P-O-L-I-T-I-Z-I-N-E. And for some of my news writing, uh, you can go to uh, patch.com and click on the New Hampshire button, and you can look at all of the political stories and as well as other stories, crime, things like that, from the 12 New Hampshire patch sites that I write for. Where are you going to be election night? I'm going to be right here in front of my little home studio, hanging out probably. Uh, I think uh, around 7 when the polls close, I'll be going out to uh, to some of the polls, and uh, and then I'll gather up all of the results for Concord, which are going to be uh, circulating between 7 and 8 o'clock at night. Most of the parties are in Manchester and Nashua, the southern part of the state, so uh, I have a lot of work to do that night. So I'll just be hanging out, watching things online, and looking at streaming video and watching how the how the results come in. And uh, going from there. Well, of course, two years from now, New Hampshire becomes the center of the universe. 
Well, actually, During it'll the be primaries. the week after. <laughs> it'll start yeah, in right, December. Right. <laughs> oh, that's is that right? Yeah, that probably that's oh, yeah, probably true. Oh, they're already, it, they're already and, coming up. And then the next day, the next morning after the primary, the place everyone evacuates it like it's like you know they, they could kind of run to get out. Yeah, but it's it's really always a, a good phenomenon. Road, I like to go up there. Traveling, it's, it's All right, so listen, uh, Tony, you bet. Thanks for uh, joining me today. We'll do it again Thank soon, you. and uh, keep me up to date. All right. Sounds great. Thanks, Take Chuck. care. All right, you bet. Okay, so that's Anthony Chanella. He is with Patch.com. By the way, check out my books, my books, my books. Amazon, Amazon Kindle, just put my name in the server. Chuck Morse, M-O-R-S-E, like Morse code, and you'll see about 11 books come up, uh, all of various and sundry topics. These are inexpensive. They run from 2 to 5 bucks a book. They're full-length e-books, and some of them are soft covers. Um, they range anywhere from uh, maybe 25 to 95,000 words, depending on the book. Again, Amazon, Chuck Morse, Michelle, we turn out to these messages. You're listening to the USA Network. People wake up worrying about their job and paying their bills, and that stinks. People in third world countries wake up worrying if their children will have anything to eat, and that stinks even worse. There's a way to help solve both of those problems. Get on the Internet and go to usagoodness.com and find out how you can be a social entrepreneur. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, and for years I have been helping people work from home. With usagoodness.com, you can earn extra money working from home by helping to feed starving children in poverty-stricken areas. How great is that? The only tools you'll need are a telephone, Internet access, and a good work ethic. We'll teach you how to be a social entrepreneur and earn extra money while helping others. Go to usagoodness.com or call 800-301-6177. 800-301-6177. Are losing weight and feeling better with the 10 to an achieve weight loss system from ilikehowilook.com. Here is U.S. Army Sergeant Dave Myers. Since I started taking the Nuvina, probably, I want to say 60, 65 days ago, I have lost over 12 pounds. I have a long military career, and it has caused some issues with my knees and my ankles over the years, and I have become accustomed to just being in pain with one of those areas. I can only attribute the way I feel to the Nuvina because that's the only thing that's changed in my diet, and I am absolutely pain-free in knees and ankles, and it just feels great to be able to get out and run around and move pain-free again. The Nufina Collagen Protein Shake is part of the 10 2 and a Chew weight loss system from ilikehowilook.com. Collagen feeds the joints, hair, and skin. This could help you lose weight, feel better, and look younger. Watch the video on ilikehowilook.com and get the full story. They even offer free samples. Go to ilikehowilook.com. Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Good afternoon. It is I, Chuck Morse, Monday through Friday, 10 till noon here at the USA Network. 
You're welcome to join the program, 844-439-1391, 844-439-1391. My guest this segment is Keith Davies. He is with RescueChristians.org. Uh, Keith is a humanitarian. He's a liaison author and public speaker on the topic of terrorism, its roots, and how to stop it. Keith is one of the few people bringing to the fore right now the fact that um, uh, 50, what, what is it, 50,000 Christian children have been victims of ISIS in Iraq and Syria. Uh, Keith, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Well, thank you for having me. Keith, give us some background. What's going on here? We have 50,000 Christian children. Uh, what? Where are they? How are they? What's happening? Well, we have our people working on the ground uh, in Turkey at the moment, and uh, what we were intending to do, which we still will be doing, is moving families out of the Turkish area that are Iraqi and Syrian refugees, uh, getting them asylum in Europe. Uh, in our travels, um, obviously in the border areas, we discover to our horror um, about 20,000 kids between the ages of 2 and 12 with no parents. Um, that were being cared for by either elderly people or other refugees trying to help them, um, providing them with food, which would basically be a diet of pita bread and tea. Uh, um, they basically had the clothes on their back. There was no, they had no medicine, no doctors, no, no uh, schooling. Right? It's a tremendously uh, terrible situation there. Uh, we also then discovered, we discovered 8,000 on the border. If people understand what's going on in Kobani on the other side of the border, well, Surkuk, mm -hmm. I think, is the name of the town, which is right across the border from Turkey, about a mile from Kobani. Right there alone, according to the local authorities, there's 8,000 orphans, and we know there's between 12 and 15,000 at least orphans uh, on the Iraqi side uh, of, of Turkey. In other words, if you look at a map of Turkey, you'll see Syria on the left, right, and Iraq on the right, and on the border on the right mm -hmm. uh, with Turkey, there's about 12 to 15,000 orphans. Now, there's a further and orphan problem, but we don't know the extent of it on the other side of the border because a lot of the orphans were not able to make it across the border, right, on the Syrian side and on the Kurdish side. And then there's also, we know, several thousand orphans in Lebanon and in Jordan. So if you total it all up, there's at least 50,000 orphans, and they're a direct result of, of their parents being killed or beheaded or whatever atrocity, right, uh, murdered by ISIS, and that's why you have these orphans. So, and this is unfortunately a direct policy, a, a direct policy of the lack of policy, we'd more call it, from the government of the United States. And you will not see this story on the U.S. mainstream media. I, I don't know why, and there is a few reporters there, but they don't seem to want to report on it. There's also no Christian humanitarian aid for these orphans on the Turkish side of the border. There's no one doing any work. We're actually just about to establish uh, ourselves on the ground there by actually providing aid to these orphans. Uh, one of the things we also wish to do is to actually move them out of the area into Europe, the United States, Canada, and Australia, and get families to take care of them and be brought up as normal children. And we're at the early stages. Obviously, we only found out about this problem a couple of weeks ago, so we're already moving as fast as we possibly can on this we're actually are talking to a government in Europe about help, helping us, and we haven't has we've actually got a verbal approval, but we haven't got a, a an official approval yet. Once we do, we'll mention the country and we'll tell people what, what's involved in that, and we're actually hoping that they will help us 
in terms of re, uh, repatriating these children over to that country and then use that as a precedent to get other countries to do the same thing. Well, first of all, Keith, I mean, I admire your courage and that of members of your group for even going over there under the uh, circumstances, that being rescuechristians.org. Um, this, to me, looks like a holocaust. It looks like Christians yeah. have been deliberately targeted for slaughter by these radical Muslims, um, not just uh, the ISIS either, but also the uh, some of the um, the dissidents in Syria have gone through Christian villages that have been in place since the time of Christ. We're talking about villages that speak Aramaic, the language of Christ, and simply have gone in and slaughtered people, beheading people left and right, uh, you know, enslaving women, uh, you know, putting them, basically doing what Muhammad did, turning them over to as booty so they could become prostitutes, uh, pillaging property, you know, a complete and total wipeout of these villages, and uh, I would imagine that the pro and this is just in Syria. We're not. Uh, this is. I'm mean, talking about ISIS here, which is, uh, you know, I mean, they're they're much more open about this business. I mean, even just yesterday, I think they beheaded several hundred Iraqi army uh, people or Kurds, and those they're Muslims, who uh, you know who had gone against their vision of uh, of an Islamic state. So you know what we have here is a. As a, what has been for centuries a slow motion holocaust against Christians suddenly amping up into an outright full scale, full blown holocaust. And I don't hear anything said about it in the Western media, as you say. However, I would be more interested in hearing something said about it by Christians in the United States. Uh, has there been have there been churches who have stepped up and, and started to talk about this? No, we don't get much help from the churches either, right? All our, our aid uh, to our website comes from individual Christians who take it upon themselves to to learn about what we're doing and then help us individually. And the church institutions, by uh, I mean, I don't think no churches help us, but I would say less than 2% of the money that we receive comes from actual church institutions. Most of the money comes from individuals, and it's not from a lack of trying, right. I can assure you. They're basically turning... The churches in America basically uh, are, for the most part, full of fluff. I mean, it's just, you know, what God... So they're turning a blind eye. Have you approached, you know, I'm not sure, maybe certainly the Catholic Church, I would think, would be on it, but also various Protestant denominations? No, That's that's astonishing. Neither the Catholics nor the Protestants are equally guilty. I mean, mean, I've actually approached uh, an archbishop. To, uh, and I asked him, I wasn't asking him for money. I said, I want to contact at the Vatican. He says, God bless, sorry, I can't help. I, I mean, it's unreal. I mean, in other mm-hmm. words, the archbishop cannot put me in touch with somebody at the Vatican who would who would want to hear about about what we're, what we're trying to do here. But, I mean, what, uh, what, what, what do you it. make of that? I mean, a lot it's, of these people are Catholic. Belief. I belief. mean, it's, uh, it, it you just, know, some of them are but, Eastern, Eastern Rite Catholics. I mean, what what is going uh, on? I mean, this well, is, actually, uh, we are we actually what, what, have a group. We are actually working uh, with a. I can't mention because we don't want to compromise his position. But there is an Eastern Orthodox um, bishop that is actually helping us and is working alongside us okay. uh, with our operations over in that part of the world. But I can't mention the specific person because that I, would I understood, which is, which, uh, and, and I understand it's dangerous work. 
I mean, maybe the Catholic Church is rationalizing by saying that if we get well, involved, actually, the, we're going to only risk the... Yeah, but the help that we're requiring from the Catholic Church and or, or any other church is actually not, will not actually compromise them and that won't put them in any danger. For example, I'll give you an example. What we're looking to do is to move hundreds of thousands or uh, uh, tens of thousands, hundreds, tens of thousands of people into Europe, right? The biggest challenge that we have is to be able to re establish them or establish them in the in the different countries that we move them to. At the moment, we're only in a position to move them to if they have family members in other parts of Europe. So they go to the family members who take care of them, and then they reestablish the family helps them, right? And those are the people we can help immediately. The ones that we'd like to do is what we want to do is to approach, and the reason we'd like to meet with senior members of the Catholic Church is for them to designate every parish right across Europe um, to, to actually take five or ten families per parish. If you multiply that by a thousand parishes right across Europe, right, and you're, you now can save 80,000 people, and each parish only has to look after five families, which is nothing, right? You know, it's very limited yeah. little resources. You know, you know this five, reminds five, five, me. Families. Keith, this reminds me, and this is something that maybe you might want to use in your marketing and your public relations outreach, but it reminds me of the kinder transport which was right. uh, to rescue Jewish children from Nazi Germany in 1938. You had uh, the British, certain British philanthropists stepped up, and they, they uh, arranged for passports. And in one case, one of these men was just covered by 60 Minutes. He's 105 years old. He just received a, uh, uh, an honor from the Czech Republic because he had forged documents and had financed it himself to help Jewish children be rescued out of uh, Nazi-occupied uh, Czech, Czechoslovakia. Uh, you know, this right, sounds the to me like it's the same type of, sort of thing. Right. The problem is that you don't have, you have very few people who work within the church, like the, like the priests and the, the bishops and so forth. They don't have an ounce of courage between them. They just basically follow. All they do is follow along, right, what they're told to do. And if there's something that's out of the ordinary that needs to be taken care of, they don't seem to have the courage to actually make a, make a stand or make a, a bid or, 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 you know, contact their senior people to see if they, they can do. It's like I know, and actually I've spoken to someone who wants to help us, who's the head of the Council of Churches in Kenya, right, and who wants to help us. And he said, which I've already, which I've already actually said to him, and he agreed 100%, he says if the Pope knew what we were doing and how we were doing it, he would want to help. The problem is no, everyone's afraid that you speak to the Pope because for whatever reason, it's like a blind spot. Is they they think that if they right. do something out of the ordinary, they could lose their job or they could be demoted or whatever. They just want to. They're like sheep. That everyone's well, you know, like I mean, working Keith, a very I, large I corporation. That, that's right. Unfortunately, the the establishment church has become just as corrupt as government. I mean, it's become like the national security department in the United States or the education department or the welfare department. These things tend to become static, and they, they tend to be populated by faceless people who uh, are amoral and who have an agenda and who are secretive and who don't really respond to genuine, real, humane, humane issues. They're more interested in kind of a, an amoral geopolitical equation that, that's kind of nameless. So I think that the best way to go about it for your group, and I'd love to help in any way I can, is to go right to the people to go right to public right. opinion, to bring this to the masses, to bring this to as many people as possible, and to shame them, to shame them into doing something. Well, I think right, that's such, well, such ideas is... Well, 
Well, that's the problem is the mainstream media will not report on this at all. I can't even get Fox News to report on this stuff. Well, let me, uh, that's that's the, another the, part. Words, yeah, that's another the, another one of these. You know, the media is another one of these corrupted sort of establishment groups made up of of, of salaried people who just keep their noses clean. Right. Okay. And well, and you, who don't have any particular moral compass. So I mean, in right, a sense, you, what you're doing right now on my small program, getting on other programs, using the internet consistently and in a very careful way to build pressure to build. You know, local churches, so one church at a time, to you know, to tell people, to tell their friends, their family, their coworkers about this crisis, and just build a a kind of a a critical mass of support on, on a grassroots level, and eventually it's going to break through. But well, uh, well, yeah, 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 you're right; they're just going to shut down. You know, that's what we're doing. We I mean, we started this operation four years ago. Uh, we started work in Pakistan, uh, initially helping uh, people who were suffering from the blasphemy. Then we started to rescue people. Uh, we got a break coming up. All right, Keith, I'm going to take a brief break here. Stay with me. We're going to take a break. Sit tight. We'll be right back. Keith Davies is my guest. And the group is Rescue. Following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. When our daughter Emma was born, we took a look at our credit card debt. It was not a good situation. We had been running up balances for quite some time, and it became a crisis. Finally, my wife Vicki said, call Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-793-8752 to talk to a certified counselor. We called them, they contacted all of our creditors, they stopped the collections calls, they got the interest reduced, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your bills, stop collections calls, wipe out late fees, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. We are now completely debt-free, and we will never be in the spot we were again, thanks to Trinity. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-793-8752. My name is John. I'm Vicki. And I'm Emma. And, and we're, we're debt-free debt for keeps. That's 1-800-793-8752. This is a special news alert to consumers who owe back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers on back taxes, resulting in back taxes reduced by thousands of dollars. An open phone line has been established by Federal Tax Relief for consumers to call and see if you qualify for this reduction. To ensure your financial stability during this decline in the economy, take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call one 800 432-0360. That's 1-800-432-0360. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, there's no need to fear anymore. The IRS is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers, resulting in tax debts reduced by thousands of dollars. For your free information and to see if you qualify for your reduction, call the Federal Tax Relief Hotline, 1-800-432-0360. 1-800-432-0360. That's 1-800-432-0360. Owning and caring for a home comes with a lot of to-dos. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, plumbers, whatever type of home pro you need. And HomeAdvisor is 
absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. And because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. Okay, so you own a business and cash is tight. So what do you do when you need funds? Go to a bank? (laughs) Yeah, right. Waste a lot of time, send tons of paperwork only to find out you need to personally guarantee your home, firstborn, and everything in between. Or you can just call the Business Funding Group. Yeah, it's fast and simple with a 95% approval rate and cash for any business purpose. Equipment, inventory, expansion, cash flow, payroll. Grab a pen or put this number in your cell phone, but call 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. When you call, you'll find out how to quickly and easily get the cash you need, up to $1 million with no collateral, no app or upfront fees, and your credit rating is not a factor. Plus, approvals in 12 hours and 5 in two to three days. Call the business funding group at 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. This is by far the fastest and best business loan you can possibly get. Call 1-800-684-5434 now. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much. We're talking about the forgotten orphan, 50,000 children, victims of ISIS in Iraq, Syria. The world is silent. People don't know, you know, they have no idea what's going on here. About 200,000 children, Christians fled the Nineveh Plain. This is a region uh, by which uh, Christians had been indigenous hundreds of years before Muhammad uh, was born. Uh, this is... Uh, you know, it goes back to the days of Babylon. I mean, this is an ancient Christian people who have been completely uprooted from their homeland and driven out. Talk about refugees. By the way, have you contacted the state of Israel or any Jewish groups? Um, I have. I'm Jewish myself, and I have. And uh, uh, they're not, a, not, not being very helpful now. Uh, we actually okay. contacted well, they got them enough trouble ago. right now. Well, that's true. They but, should uh, be, but I they can I could give them a slight pass only because they got enough issues right now with ten thousand <laughs> missiles at the border. But uh, but going back to the issue of reaching out to uh, local, not just Christian churches, but you know any philanthropic group, any uh, political group. I mean, where are all of these so-called humanitarian groups inside the United States that? Uh, would undergo this massive effort to help people with Ebola, and I, I applaud that, and I admire the courage um, in uh, Sierra Leone and Liberia. You know, this is fifty thousand children who are, you know, who are who are hungry, who could die, you know, who are being driven out of their homeland. Their parents have been all murdered. This is an international humanitarian crisis. Has the United Nations said anything about it? No, the United Nations are doing nothing. About this at all? Completely nothing. Isn't that? Uh, in fact, we're the only ones that are actually doing that. anything about it whatsoever. Um, and the United Nations actually are reporting on it, right? Um, internally, uh, the Turkish authorities know about it, 
but there's no reporters on the ground doing it, talking about it. There's no there's no Christian ministries on the ground doing anything about it currently. Uh, we're the only ones, and we only found out about it a week ago, and actually we're attempting to do this shortly uh, to actually uh, release that, uh, I mean, over the next few weeks. Is uh, Turkey doing anything to help? Uh, no, and there's refugee camps, yes, by the UN, but they're not. But they don't do anything for the children. I mean, there's food programs for the adults, like you know, for the families. Um, the only ones that are looking after the kids, right, are actually locals, local refugees, right, or elderly people trying to trying to helping hand. We actually produced a video on our website um, that shows all this stuff and and shows this man who took 15 kids into his house, right, and he's doing it because he's trying to help. Right, so we have so we're, we're going to help him, up. and we're going to we're going to recruit refugees there to work for us, right, to distribute the aid that we'll be sending in over the next week or two. You know, it's sort of like the uh, the righteous Gentiles who help Jews in uh, Nazi Germany or Nazi occupied countries. Uh, you know, the, well, the rest yeah. of the world said well, nothing. Right, we model our we model our effort on Raoul Wallenberg. Uh, the work that I was talking about before yep. the break in Pakistan, which we've been work, operating for four years, and in that country we saved over 4,000 people, right? And we actually release slaves. And we find these slaves that are in brick kilns, right? And um, what we do is we pull them out of there. We provide them with a new job, a new place to live, uh, money to provide for food, bedding, and utensils for the first month. And then after that, they're on their own because they have a job that can sustain themselves. And we've actually, in the last eight weeks, rescued about 100 families, which is about 500 people in the last just eight weeks alone. Have you been in touch with uh, Charles Jacobs over here in Boston, where I am? I know Charles. No, he, yeah, um, no. His, his, he's all, he's okay. into politics. That's the reason. I understand. Well, I mean, uh, you know, it's an important cause. I mean, I, I, I hope to um, help out in any small way I can. I think that, that you guys uh, – Again, I mean, the only way to, to come about this thing is to reach as many people as possible with a good, solid message right. and to, um, you know, to, to, to get this right. well, thing we've, up we've, into the... Um, we've, yeah, we've grown a lot in the first in the first uh, few months of us operating. We were bringing in five or $10,000 a month, and now we're, able, we're bringing in over $200,000 a month, uh, which is significant, but okay. n nowhere near the, the, the amount of the problem. We need to bring in $20 million a month, and uh, if we're able to grow um, our website... Which we bring in hundreds of thousands of people, right? And to our website, we'll grow it even more. Anyway, I got to run here because I got another interview coming up. Okay, I appreciate your time. Yeah, right? we do. So just let people know how they can reach you. Go ahead. Rescuechristians.org is our website. Rescuechristians.org. All right. Thanks a lot, Keith. I really appreciate right, you joining you. me this All right. afternoon. Bye bye. All right. Take care. All right. So that's uh, Keith Davis. He's with uh, the uh, the group uh, RescueChristians.org. Check out their website. This is a very important cause. Um, and we shall be back after these messages. People wake up worrying about their job and paying their bills. And that stinks. People in third world countries wake up worrying if their children will have anything to eat. And that stinks even worse. There's a way to help solve both of those problems. Get on the Internet and go to usagoodness.com and find out how you can be a social entrepreneur. 
Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, and for years I have been helping people work from home. With USAGoodness.com, you can earn extra money working from home by helping to feed starving children in poverty-stricken areas. How great is that? The only tools you'll need are a telephone, internet access, and a good work ethic. We'll teach you how to be a social entrepreneur and earn extra money while helping others. Go to USAGoodness.com or call 800-301-6177. 800-301-6177. This is a special news alert to consumers who own back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers on back taxes, resulting in back taxes reduced by thousands of dollars. An open phone line has been established by Federal Tax Relief for consumers to call and see if you qualify for this reduction. To ensure your financial stability during this decline in the economy, take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call 1-800-432-0360. That's 1-800-432-0360. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, there's no need to fear anymore. The IRS is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers, resulting in tax debts reduced by thousands of dollars. For your free information and to see if you qualify for your reduction, call the Federal Tax Relief Hotline, 1-800-432-0360. 1-800-432-0360. That's 1-800-432-0360. author, journalist, and American patriot. This is Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much. And it looks like the uh, effort uh, that is uh, launched every year by the Alliance Defending Freedom, which is uh, Pastor Sunday, Pulpit Freedom Sunday, was uh, very successful this year. Uh, This is an article in Politico. It says here, rogue pastors endorse candidates but the IRS looks away. They're challenging what's called the Johnson Amendment, an amendment uh, that was passed uh, by and authored by then-Senator Lyndon B. Johnson in the 1950s that basically curtailed the ability of churches and uh, religious organizations from political expression with the idea that uh, if they do uh, offer political expression and speech, uh, they could lose their tax-exempt status. Now, of course, that not only did that run against American tradition, which is to simply recognize that churches are nonprofits. They don't have to. You can't tax a church. You can tax the income of a minister, just like anyone else. Uh, but the actual church itself traditionally was not subject to tax. And this is a principle that goes back actually to Roman times. It was the Roman Emperor Justinian who established the idea that the church would not be taxed by the Roman state. It was honored in the Dark Ages in Europe. It was honored by Islamic countries. They don't tax mosques. Probably honored by, by the Hindus and Buddhists as well. It's kind of a common sense thing, but all of a sudden in this country, the land of the free, there's a threat of taxing churches. If a minister uh, says something political as if somehow politics and religion can be separated, which they cannot. Uh, Because after all, I mean, uh, one's religious orientation and belief dictates their politics. And of course you're going to discuss 
the great moral issues of the day from the pulpit, and that those issues also are political. Now, whether it crosses into an issue of um, advocating for a theocracy, that's something else. Um, and that's not what's going on here. Anyway, the article says here, a record number of rogue Christian pastors are endorsing candidates from the pulpit this election cycle using Sunday sermons to defiantly flout tax rules. Now, I am not sure that I want to see ministers and rabbis and priests endorsing candidates officially. But I think that it probably should be and probably is a freedom of speech issue. Uh, you know, like anything else, you know, the, the, let, let them be judged by, by who they endorse. You know, I know that, I mean, certainly in my synagogue, they, they de facto endorsed people by letting Barney Frank and Robert Reich and other people speak from the pulpit during elections. Uh, the Reverend Jackson, the Reverend Jackson, and Al Sharpton certainly made a tour of pulpits in the Sunday before the election of 2000, you know, very openly and brazenly endorsing Al Gore. I mean, that's, that's how this happens. Anyway, moving on here. But the tax agency is doing anything but, although the IRS was sued itself for not enforcing the law and admitted about 100 churches may be breaking the rules, the pastors and their critics alike say the agency is looking the other way. The agency refuses to say if it is acting. I mean, the reason why the agency is afraid to act is because they know that if they do act, this is going to result in a national, uh, not a lawsuit, but it's going to bring national attention to the constitutionality of that, and that's going to further advance the constitutional arguments of these ministers and their organization, the Alliance Defending Freedom. So they'd rather sidestep the issue and try to minimize the publicity over it and hope that it sort of just settles away and that most people, you know, they'll suddenly demonize these ministers by calling the names, basically. All right, we'll be back. A Truth Talk defender, Chuck Morse, is someone you really do want to know. Chuck hosts the radio talk show Chuck Moore Speaks, which is nationally syndicated. He's the author of books and numerous columns that have been published broadly. Chuck received the 2003 Communicator of the Year Award and was named a heavy 100 radio talk host by Talkers Magazine. When Chuck Moore Speaks, people listen. The taking possession of this tiny holy land so that the, the Jew can serve God, not conquer the world. To hear Chuck live, go to irnusaradio.com. To hear Chuck with Deborah Ray on Truth Talk Beyond the Soundbite, visit the on-demand page at deborahray.us. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. 
In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they are true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law, this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, proof of God in heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via his universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Business and cash is tight, so what do you do when you need funds? Go to a bank? <laughs> yeah, right. Waste a lot of time, send tons of paperwork, only to find out you need to personally guarantee your home, firstborn, and everything in between. Or you can just call the Business Funding Group. Yeah, it's fast and simple, with a 95% approval rate and cash for any business purpose. Equipment, inventory, expansion, cash flow, payroll. Grab a pen or put this number in your cell phone, but call 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. When you call, you'll find out how to quickly and easily easily get the cash you need up to one million dollars with no collateral no app or upfront fees and your credit rating is not a factor plus approvals in 12 hours and funds in two to three days call the business funding group at 1-800-684-5434 that's 1-800-684-5434 this is by far the fastest and best business loan you can possibly get call 1-800-684-5434 now Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. The Washington Post is predicting a 96% likelihood that the that the Republicans are going to take back the U.S. Senate. Um, I think that the other unspoken story that is equally important is that Republicans are now uh, likely to increase their margins in the House. Uh, to a degree that would mean that there'd be more Republicans serving in the House than at any time since the 1920s, since the uh, since the Coolidge administration, and that's that's a plus. Uh, governors' races, I think Republicans are holding their own in Massachusetts. I think that Charlie Baker has a very good likelihood of winning. I pray that he wins. The thought of having Martha Coakley win, oh, it would be so depressing. In this state. And we also, I think Richard Tissay, up in the North Shore, has a very good chance of being elected as a Republican, which would mean that Massachusetts will have elected a Republican congressman for the first time, I think, in almost 20 years. That's a big development. Scott Brown, well, we can keep our fingers crossed. It would be wonderful if he won and beat that witch Jean Shaheen and the other one, Carol, Carol, what's her name, uh, Porter, who's to the left of Stalin. It would send a great message. It's very important that you get out and vote. If you're a Republican, if you're an independent, or if you're a disaffected Democrat, get out and vote for a Republican, even if you don't like him or her. You know, I mean, these candidates are not perfect, but this is a, you know, this we live in a uh, a moderate nation, a a centrist nation. We're not going to have perfection, but we have to choose the lesser of evils because we want less evil. 
You know, either you're going to vote for less evil or more evil. I always think left, less evil comes up, you know, trumps more evil any day. There is a lot at stake. If Obama gets a, a victory in terms of holding on to the Senate, even if he gets like a less of a Republican victory, then he is poised by his own admission to issue an executive order that will make, make upwards of 20 million people uh, legal residents. That's a major development, one that should be handled by Congress, not by fiat, by a president, not by executive. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law, this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. And, uh, of course, we're talking about that peaceful revolution known as an election, which will be occurring less than 24 hours from now. The polls will be opening tomorrow morning in all 50 states. Uh, every two years, we the people have a peaceful revolution. Rather than going and overthrowing our government violently, which none of us want, we do it by electing people who represent our values. And even though we have in these days almost a, a, a transfer of government power to these massive, unaccountable, unelected, secretive bureaucracies, mostly staffed by amoral people, who don't care about this country, who are more interested in perpetrating their own powers and feathering their own nests. Nevertheless, our official government, our visual government, still means something. They can still make a difference. We ought to have them on and bring them up. You know, I'm, into, I'm re reading an excellent book by this uh, professor at the Fletcher School of Law and Diplomacy at Tufts, and he's a former chief uh, legal counsel to the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. This is a real establishment liberal guy, Michael Glennon, who's written this short book about the secret government. could have been written by the Birch Society. It's amazing. Where he talks about the national security estate that was codified and formalized in 1947, during the Truman administration, where the uh, you know the Department of War became the Department of Defense, the National Security Agency was cre was created, the National Security Council, 
and a bunch of other groups, CIA, all established, all coordinated uh, to eventually develop, under Obama especially, into this huge, amorphous, unofficial, what he calls a second government. And uh, the book is fascinating. I can't wait to have him on the show. But, but I think that what he's describing is also just the tip of the iceberg and that the same phenomenon has occurred in other areas as well. Education, welfare, health. Take a look at how they're handling Ebola. Uh, you know, the regular business regulation. Look at Elizabeth Warren's new group, this uh, Consumer Finance Protection Agency. These are sovereign organizations that operate outside of government. They're not accountable to the people. I mean, the thing, I, I think the whole thing started with the establishment of the, uh, the Federal Reserve back in 1913. But, but either way, I mean, you know, this is, you know, the media has, has kind of become this. It's sort of a, we're run by professionals, you know, professional rulers rather than elected rulers. Anyway, it's a fascinating subject. And as I read more, I intend to develop it further you know, on this program. And I'm saying it in the context that even with the fact that this is existing, and by the way, the same thing is replicated on the state level and even on the local level. But even though this exists, elected government still matters. We can still maintain, even if it's diminished, a degree of self-rule through our elected representatives. We can still somehow bring pressure to bear on them. So in that vein, we can still make a difference by taking back the Senate for the Republicans. Even if you're not a Republican, do you want to see this government expand further and further become more entrenched with these unelected authorities, the people that run Common Core curriculum, for example, uh, running our education? Uh, Agenda 21 and running environmental policies. Obamacare, running our health policies and charging us for it. At least if Republicans take back the Senate, there's a hope that there'll be some good Republicans mixed into the mold, people like Ted Cruz, for example, and Rand Paul, who might actually be heard, even if the Republican establishment is not a heck of a lot better than the the left-wing dominated Democrat establishment. But the important thing is that Obama will be knocked back in his heels and his, his ambitious plans to issue executive orders to do things like offer, offer amnesty to upwards of 20 million people, the implementation of Obamacare, which is going to cost businesses tens of millions of dollars next year and which they're going to respond by cutting back on their their growth, which is going to be a wet, wet blanket on our economy, which is basically ripping off people by forcing them to buy these crappy policies, that these policies could be reversed. Anyway, we'll be right back. Hello, good neighbor. Pat Boone here. Listen, if you have more month left over at the end of the money, you should check out Andy Willoughby's three-step plan home business system. For over 10 years now, Andy's been helping people earn extra money working from home. 
A three-step plan home-based business could give you a few hundred to maybe a few thousand extra dollars each month, depending on how hard you work. So if you have a telephone, internet access, you already have all the tools you'll need. You choose your own hours so you can work around your own family and church commitments. Here's my friend Andy Willoughby to tell you more. Today, most people are more likely to get a pay cut than a cost of living raise. And I think you'll find that the three-step plan home business system is a great solution to money worries. To find out how you could start making more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com. That's 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. Taking back America one listener at a time. Chuck Morse Thanks a lot, and I want to thank you all for listening again. Get out and vote. Vote early and vote often, as the Irish in Boston used to like to say. At least if you're a Republican. <laughs> um, check out the uh, my books, which, of course, are available at, uh, at Amazon uh, and Amazon Kindle. Uh, those are... Um, there's 11 of those uh, those suckers up there. Put my name in the server and they come up. Uh, just go there and be square. You'll get a couple of pages for free. And um, you might check them out. And also check out my, my Tidbit. I've partnered with Tidbits to offer a daily subscription uh, where, uh, email. You get an email from me every morning where I basically talk about this program, some of my guests, um, and... Uh, you know, and I usually include, I do include the podcast of the program. And uh, that is uh, on, uh, again, it's on the tidbits. And it's, a, they call it, a, it's a, what does the thing called? Talk Radio Show Notes Podcast is what it's called. Not a good name, but that's what it's called. I appreciate the fact that Tidbits is partnering with me. And it's only 99 cents a month. You get a daily update from the show, from me, where I share my thoughts and opinions about the show that I had just uh, hosted and, and people on it. I also include the po- the podcast again. It's only 99 cents a month. You get you can cancel it anytime you want. Um, you can, The first month is free. There are other Tidbit offerings that are very interesting. This is a good group of people. I just had the CEO and founder of Tidbits on my show last week, that being Brad Green- Greenwald. Very interesting guy. He's very determined. And uh, I'm excited about the opportunity. It gives me a chance to, um, you know, just another another venue for me to shoot my mouth off, so to speak. Anyway, please vote. Vote Republican. Let's take back our government. Let's get out there. Next, tomorrow, I'm excited. I'm nervous, but excited for this country. Um, you know, I, I really feel that this is a chance to change things. Anyway, I shall return, God willing, tomorrow at 10 a.m. for listening to the USA Network. Have a good day, everybody. 
home comes with a lot of to-dos. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, plumbers, whatever type of home pro you need. And HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. And because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com.